Welcome to Business of Design. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. The Business of Design podcast offers immediate, actionable strategies and a glimpse into some of the many field-tested, proven systems you can implement to transform your business and your life. After the show, head to businessofdesign.com and get started with the BOD 15-step project management strategy and six foundational programs. Together, they deliver the systems, procedures, and strategies you need to run a successful, highly profitable design business. There's no theory here. The complete BOD business model is yours through Business of Design membership. Business of Design. There's only one. And now, your BOD Advocate-in-Chief, Kimberly Selden. Hello, you fabulous interior design professional. Welcome to Business of Design. We are so glad you're here. And today, we're going to talk about a topic that I'm going to go out on a limb and guess has been a struggle for you at some point in your career. And that topic is delegating. Delegation. It sounds wonderful. It's so much harder to do than it is to fantasize about the results of having done it. Am I right? For most of us, uh, I'll just talk about my own early experience. I was so overwhelmed in my business. I couldn't keep up with all the things I was trying to do. And of course, you know, back in the day, I didn't have systems and procedures. I didn't have the BOT 15 to help me run projects. So it was chaos on a grand scale. And I would hit the wall and then I would say to myself, I know. I need an assistant, you know, someone wonderful and smart who can help me do all the things. And then you know how that went. They were just standing around waiting to be helpful. But of course, the time was never quite perfect for me to explain how to do anything. And besides, nothing was written down. So there were no repeatable process, processes, I guess I would say. And it ended every single time with that person who I hired, who might have been a wonderful, amazing person like finally just kind of giving up because they weren't really being helpful. Most of the people who come to you and want to work for you want to be helpful. They want to be autonomous and they want to do really good quality work and they want to feel like they own something. And the problem with the way most of us have been delegating, so says our smart guest today, her name is Casey Cromer. I'll tell you about her in one second. The problem is that we're delegating little tidbits of tasks rather than delegating the outcome we want to achieve. And if we keep doing that, we never really empower someone to help us as much as they want to be helpful. Casey was really interesting to talk to. She phoned in for the interview from a destination near her home, but not her home, where she is enjoying a GSD staycation. I had no idea what that was, but now I want one. And it is a get stuff done staycation. I thought that is so smart. For those of you who have been thinking for a long time, and I know you're out there, gosh, I really should take the courses at Business of Design, or I should implement what I've learned, but I just don't have time. Oof, maybe that's a way to just kind of kickstart the process. You do your own GSD. I know that learning, learning, learning can be interesting, but insights are cheap. And if you don't implement, you're never going to get ahead of all the work on your plate. You're never going to get to a place where you can effectively delegate. And we're going to talk about what it takes to be able to effectively delegate. Let me tell you a little bit about Casey. I have her bio bio here in front of me. She's been in the business 20 years as a business and marketing expert. She has an MBA. MBA. She's a go-to resource for women entrepreneurs. 
um, who not only want to run the ship at work, but probably are trying to run the ship at home, like Casey, who is a mom to three very busy children, she says, hats off. Uh, Casey is the founder of the C-Suite Boutique, where she serves female entrepreneurs in an advisory role and helping them scale their businesses, helping them achieve the goal of working less, uh, but spending more time doing the things that they love. Really worthwhile goal. You're going to really enjoy Casey. I know you will. And for more information about her, go to businessofdesign.com. You'll also find show notes there. So those can be a really helpful way of you remembering, oh yeah, that is what I learned in this episode. I think I need to implement that. Um, we talk specifically about being able to lead a team and for them to be a cohesive team, they have to be able to feel accountable for outcomes, not just tasks. So when a project succeeds, it can't be just your success, but it's your team's success. And that I found is how you ultimately end up keeping worthwhile people working for you and uh, you don't burn through a whole lot of great people just because you you know you weren't in a position to give them you know the information that they needed to succeed with you to be successful on your watch so anyway great conversation I think it's going to resonate for a lot of us and something else that will resonate for sure announcements from Cheryl Horn thanks for being here everyone Thanks, Kimberly. Well, our year is off to a busy start, so I'm going to stick to the highlights and then you can go to businessofdesign.com, click on events for all the details on any of these. Uh, coming up this Friday, January 19th, Kimberly's going to be speaking at IDS Toronto. She's going to be covering Be the Experts, Run Projects with Confidence. So that's happening again January 19th at 1 p.m. EST at IDS Toronto. I will be joining her, so please stop by and say hi. Next week, Wednesday, January 24th, is our first BOD Live of the year, and we're going to be joined by BOD business partner Sierra Collins, who's going to take us from aspiration to accomplishment. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. I've done some one-on-one work, one -on -one work rather with Sierra, and I know a lot of our boss members have as well, uh, and we've had a lot of interest in this uh, topic. So, if you are setting goals for the year, uh, we're going to talk about how to really break those down into actionable steps because you know if you're a BOD member that it's all about implementation and that goes for your goals as well. So again, join us next Wednesday, January 24th, 1 p.m. EST, BOD Live. Uh, meetings are free to members. If you're interested in joining us, please check out BOD membership uh, at businessofdesign.com. And then the last one I'm going to uh, mention, we just added to the website uh, coming up in February on the 29th. Kimberly will also be part of a panel at KBIS 2024 called Lighten Up, the humorous side of design. So she'll be talking and sharing some of her uh, project. I don't want to say horror stories because they might not be horror stories, um, but finding humor in the difficult jobs that you guys do. So again, all the details for that is at businessofdesign.com. Click on events or of course, reach out to me at any time, Cheryl at businessofdesign.com. Thanks so much. Casey, good morning. Where, where are you? I know you're traveling. You're on the road somewhere. Where are you? 
I'm actually just on a staycation. So I'm doing um, a little retreat. Um, I like to call it my GSD retreat, get stuff done. And uh, um, I just take a couple of days and I get away from the house and the kids and the chores and I stay focused on things that I need to get done. <laughs> so it, that's where I'm at. It's, it's more of a work, a focus on work versus a focus on getting away from work. Yeah, it, for this instance, it really is because there's so many distractions from email messages and texting and um, phone calls and appointments, personal and business. And so this is just wiping my calendar and turning off all my notifications. So that's a great idea. You know, sometimes I will head to a local coffee shop or Starbucks or something if I really have to focus and concentrate and get some document completed or write an article or something like that. There's something about just the white noise and the buzz around me that has nothing to do with me. No matter what happens, I don't. there's nothing I have to do. I can just focus on the task at hand. Yeah, that same here. My, my biggest... Um a distractor is all my notifications. And so I guess when I set this time aside, I feel comfortable saying, I am not responding to you. (laughs) So I'm just turning everything off. (laughs) Well, we're grateful you're responding to us because I want to ask you a question that has kind of been, um, I won't say plaguing me, but I've been thinking about this a fair bit. Why do so many entrepreneurs have such trouble delegating? Well, uh, I'm going to start with the the number one issue we all have with delegating, whether you're delegating at home or at work or for some other reason. And that is, we think um, about getting stuff off of our plate, right? So we're like, I have this task I need to get off my plate or that task I need to get off my plate. And so we delegate the task. And in some cases that works fine, but we're, um, as we start to have more and more tasks to delegate, what ends up happening is rather than doing the task ourselves, we just shift our time from spending it doing the task to managing the people who are doing the task. So what, um, what my advice always is, is you're not delegating a task, you're delegating an outcome. And the person you're delegating to needs to know what the expectations of that outcome are. And they know they need to know they have to own it. So how they get there um, isn't as important as the fact that it's getting done. And if it's not working, they know that they have the authority and are being held accountable to pulling the right levers to get it back into working order again. So that takes all of that mental energy off of your plate um, thinking about, because if you delegate the task, you're still the one saying, is the task getting done? Is it working? If it's not working, what do we need to change? And then you're redelegating. And now in the situation I explained, um, you, you aren't owning that. And all you really care about is the end result and is the end result what you're expecting it to be. Oh, 
Okay. I I think everybody will identify with that scenario where you've got all these different tasks to delegate and now you're spending all your time explaining to someone else how to do the task and somehow it gets in my head that by the time I explain how to do this task to this person, I could have done the task and therefore I won't do it. So is it also that for this to be successful, you want to delegate those tasks that are going to happen repeatedly so it's worth spending time to teach someone how to how to get an outcome you're looking for with the client A because you know that client B, C, D, E, F are all going to need the same outcome at some point. Absolutely. So, um, and this is actually a different topic that I like to talk about, but since you brought it up, um, let's, let's talk about it now as well. So um, another kind of important component of delegating is processes. So one of the things I like to talk about in our business is if you're thinking about delegating, one of the number one things you have to understand is accountability. Because like I said before, if you're delegating a task, there really is no accountability other than the fact that the task is getting done. So there's no accountability for, okay, it's done, but did it get done right? Did it get done well? Did it get done on time? Um, so if you're thinking about your business in terms of accountability and delegating things, the things you're going to want to delegate, at least primarily or first, are the things that are going to make the most impact for you. Because one of the things I notice is um, some of the first things we want to get off the art plates are either things we don't like to do or things we don't know how to do or things that kind of we like feel like they take up our time. But if you're looking at all the things you have to do, are those things important? Are they moving the needle for you in some way? Um, And so we want to kind of go through what are the, the primary things that have to happen every day or on a regular basis that keeps our business functioning and operating the way it's supposed to. Those are what I like to call processes, and those are kinds of the things that you want to delegate. So rather than looking at a task, you're looking at a process. So a process might be um, generating new clients. It might a process might be responding to inquiries from new clients. A process might be um, onboarding that client and getting them ready for their project. Those are processes. And if you're putting somebody in charge of that process, it's not the task of answering email. It's the task of we need to get this person in the system and and ready to go and so that they're having a good experience with us as we you know work with them. So many areas that we could go off on here. But one thing that occurred to me is those tasks that I don't know how to do are so easy to delegate because I don't know how to do them. Wouldn't it be great if I didn't know how to do everything in my office? It's so hard to make yourself redundant when you're the person who actually knows how to do the thing. So how do we get out of our own way? Even though I might be good at, I'm going to make this up, I might be really good at um, meeting new clients and getting new clients, but it's taking a lot of my time and I, I just really can't continue to do it. How do I get out of the way and let someone else do that? Because isn't that part of the problem that I think, well, I'm good at it, so I, sh- I have to be the one to do it because I can do it. 
Well, you know, I think they're... If you're listening to business podcasts, which this one is, or business advice, a lot of people might, you might hear some people say exactly what you're saying is, um, just because I'm good at it doesn't mean that's what I should be doing. Um, I like to, that's true, but I also look, like to look at it a different way. So if you're going back to what I just said about thinking of all the processes that happen in your business, um, the important part about delegating is there needs to be one person that is accountable for each of those processes. It doesn't mean that person is doing all of the work of that process. It just means one person is overseeing it to make sure it's getting done, it's getting done right, it's working, and kind of like, you know, keeping all the pieces and parts moving. Are you, so you thinking think- about somebody who might be like an office manager or your COO or the the no. I mean, so even in terms of design, for example, if we're thinking of, um, you know, developing plans or whatever, there might be two or three people that are involved in that process, but one person has to be overlooking, like, development of plans and and, and saying, is is this working? Are we doing this right? Is the outcome what we expected? Are these three people communicating? Are they working together? Um, so really at the end of the day, the outcome is we have a beautiful set of plans the client is going to love and, um, one person that's their responsibility is making sure that clients are happy with the service that they're getting. So that's what I mean by accountability for a process versus a task. So in terms of you as the business owner, um, it's, I think it's important to understand we, we all kind of get into business for different reasons. Most of us um, probably listening to this podcast, probably getting into business because we love design, right? And um, if that's truly what our, um, our like zone of genius is, then absolutely you look at all of those processes that happen in your design business that keep it like functioning every day or growing or whatever your goals are. And you put yourself in that accountability seat. That's my job. That's my role. Okay. Well, what are all the other things that I either can't do, don't have time to do, or, um, don't know how to do. And you need to fit, um, uh, you need to fit somebody in to be doing those things. So some of us listening might be like, I'm awesome at getting clients. That's what I do really well. The design piece, yeah, I'm good at, but I can, you know, give my vision out there and delegate that to somebody else that's doing it. So those are different ways of looking at that. So it is also, you have to be discerning because you might be great at 28 things, but you can't continually do those 28 things, you know, nor should you want to, right? At some point you do want to back away from the business a little bit and reap the rewards of being the owner of the company. There's supposed to be some perks being the owner. The perk of being the owner is not supposed to be you work yourself to death. Right. No, absolutely. And that's why I think, um, I call it zone of genius. Mm -hmm. So that's really kind of that narrow area of where not only are we really good at something, but we also enjoy it a lot. And so that's kind of our zone of genius versus some of us are really good at stuff, but we're like, I don't really love doing that, even though I'm really good at it. So those are kind of 
that's where we really want to end up is in the zone of genius where we love it and we're good at it. And then you find those people who, you know, in, in my experience, it's been kind of a surprise to find out there are other people who do things in my zone of genius even better than I do. So, you know what I mean? So then I'm like, okay, I defer to you in this situation because clearly you have a gift I don't have. So I'm going to turn this aspect over. And I think that's hard for the business owner too, to let go of things. It's a, it's a feeling of, I'm not, I don't have control if I let go. Yes. I've seen both. Um, so it depends on what your style is. So sometimes if you're, if you know, your style is to not let go, as long as you know that you can bring in the people around you that can kind of work with that kind of style and work with you. Um, and I have also worked with people who are, who are like, you know what, I trust you run with it. I'll be here if you need me. And then knowing that you're that type of person is also beneficial because then you notice around yourself with people who are really good at taking your vision and just owning it and running with it and being kind of self-sufficient. How do you figure out, out of how do you figure out what's the next right thing that you need to be able to delegate? You know, you you realize you need process because you've you've been listening to you know business of design or lots of other great podcasts. Tell us the name of your podcast, by the way. Oh, hey, thanks for asking. Um, my podcast is Female Founders Breaking Boundaries, and. Uh, we like to talk about it's business related stuff. So I'm not interviewing female founders. There's lots of great places you can go to find amazing women doing stuff. But um, the podcast is all about the fact that as women, it's different to own and run a business because there are different things that we're responsible for and different ways the world works for us in some ways. And so we want to help women kind of bypass those obstacles and find different ways of doing things so that you can be a woman and you can build one of those businesses that um, is sustainable and pays you and employs people in your community. I love that. Okay. So this is right in your wheelhouse then. I'm running this business in theory, someone listening to the podcast, they're running the business. Maybe they have a couple of systems, maybe they have a a couple of processes, but they, they know they need more. How can you identify which one is the one you should focus on next and get it done? Well, there's a process. So there's a process I use for this and it works whether you're, you know, multi seven figures or if you're just solo by yourself and you're hiring your first person, um, is just kind of, I'm just going to keep building on the same concepts we've already been talking about, which is, um, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people, when they're hiring, they're like, what are the tasks that I don't want to do anymore? And I list those tasks and I bring somebody in to to do those tasks. But really what we want to figure out is like I said, what are the most important components to running my business? So in a design business, for example, you need clients mm-hmm. and then you need to design things and you need to, you probably need suppliers and you probably need the actual like delivery of the design to the client and you need to collect payment. So like, I'm just throwing some examples out. So if you think about that, there's five different major processes that if you don't 
if you're not doing those things, you don't have a business. And so when you're thinking about delegating and who you first want to delegate, you want to ask yourself, okay, these are the five processes. What are some of the main things that are, you know, need to happen to make that process work? And who's kind of making sure that billing is happening and it's getting collected and we don't have accounts receivable? Who's making sure that we have enough new leads coming in the door so that we're booking enough clients to pay ourselves and pay our bills. Um, where you're, where you don't have a name of, oh, I don't know who's doing that. We're kind of just piecing that together. Mm-hmm. Then that, that's a key area where you can say, okay, here's, here's where we start. Um, you know, maybe it's bill. I'm just using that because it's simple. It's billing, right? So, um, if we are not sure how late our clients are on their payments, or we're not sure, um, if we're paying out our subcontractors and things like that, that's, that's where we start. And you can start by outsourcing to some kind of billing company. You can start by hiring some sort of assistant or an administrative person. Um, but just getting that entire function, um, up and running, what you'll find is even though you're paying somebody to help you do those things, that thing if it's getting done well, should benefit the business in some way that ends up either bringing in more revenue or saving you money in the long run. Yeah, and I think you put those things in the right order, actually. I think if you have a a leak in your system around collecting money from clients, that's probably the number one thing you need to fix. For me, it was all, all the number one things I needed to fix were related to money, but that was certainly one of the problems. I had this false impression that when I invoiced the clients, they would just pay, and I wasn't paying attention to how late they were paying and found myself in some pretty deep cash flow situations. So new process, we don't allow that anymore. I don't have to ever think about it. So there's there's a lot of effort in building a new process, but the payoff is you never have to think about it again. You just get to accept that it will be done this way every single time. So it's such a gift. So you said collect collections was one of the first ones you just said. And then new clients. We're hearing from a lot of interior design professionals that there's a bit of a slowdown in the client pipeline. And I never thought about how that could be delegated. Is that something that could get delegated? And what kind of a person would you delegate that to? That's a, that's an awesome question. So I work with, um, so I work with clients in interior design, but I also work in other service industries that are kind of, um, that function similarly. And I I just want to share with people that you are not the only ones that are experiencing a downturn right now. So, you know, if you're having heart palpitations, it just know that other people are struggling too in this industry. So, um, I do, I have a marketing background, thankfully. So this is also something I can, shed some light on. Um, Marketing isn't, a a lot of people think that generating leads and marketing is kind of like a set it and forget it thing. And it can be, but you also have to look at what's happening out there and what, what it's going on in people's minds and pocketbooks. And you have to kind of shift your marketing strategy. So what I'm seeing work right now is yes, you can outsource marketing, but also know that in a time like this, when people have less disposable income to throw around, um, relationships are going to be your your best friend. And as a business owner, getting yourself out 
in front of people in your community is going to be one of the number one things you can do because you're looking for referrals right now. Those are the cheapest and the most lucrative form of leads right now because if a referral comes into you, the chances you're going to convert that person to a new client are very high. So you're going to want to, I don't know, you know, if if there's organizations in your community where you can join and network with people, or if there's um, community places that you can, you know, show up and be seen, that's great for you as the business owner. Now, and if you're outsourcing, what you can do is um, have somebody on, like outsource to somebody um, research, for example, where, what are the things that are happening in our community that we can participate in? Can we sponsor things? Can we attend events? Can we host things? Can we speak at things? So have somebody, having somebody collect those and know who your referral sources are. So are they builders? Are they um, home improvement stores? Are they um, fabric place? Wherever you're getting leads from, have a list of those and make sure that you're connected. Like, so the person that you can outsource to is connecting with those people on a regular basis with offering support. So we're not selling something. We're like, Hey, we know you work with the same clients that we do. Can we add value for you and your clients by doing X, Y, Z? Um, and that's a great way to, um, stay top of mind with those people because they're going to feel like, Oh, you care about me. You care about my clients. I'm definitely sending people your way because Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a two-way street. So it's so powerful. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> okay. I was going to say it's that much working right now in marketing. Oh my gosh. You know what? There's a delay. There's a delay. I know. <laughs> it's so powerful to ask for the work. You know, the more digitally aware, the more digitally consumed we are in this world, the more powerful one-on-one networking connections tend to be. That's been my experience. I also think marketing, you know, people are talking about the big R word, recession. It feels like it's in the wings. It feels like it's nipping at your heel. And and, and all it takes is for consumers to think there might be one for them to begin to pull back. So when that happens, there's this idea of I'm just going to now start marketing and I'm going to now throw myself into it. But that's a bit like, you know, never going to the dentist until you have pain in your extreme pain in your mouth, right? Now you need a drastic root canal. It's not going to be fun if you would on an ongoing basis, keep up those marketing efforts. So it goes back to process, right? What's your process for marketing? How much attention do you give it month over month over month over month? Uh, yes. And I love, I love how you say process because, um, course, I'm a process person, so I'm a little bit biased, but I tell people there's literally a process for everything. Even So let's say even if you're having a, um, I call them a visionary day, or you're a place where you can just, I'm going to shut everything down. I'm going to dream about what's next, right? There's a process for that. So um, 
you can make a process for anything and it doesn't mean that you're stifling decision-making or stifling creativity, but what having processes does is takes all that mental load off of you or maybe your marketing person or your billing person so they don't have to think so hard about what it is they're doing. It makes them more efficient and makes them faster at what they're doing because um, they're not thinking about the 3,000 different decisions that they have to make in that process. They might only be having to think about 10 or 100 decisions. Which makes a much better makes for a much better outcome, I would think. I love this idea, this visionary process. I don't have a visionary process, but I'm going to imagine right now that my visionary process includes me going to Canyon Ranch for a week and just kind of thinking about work and where I want to go next. There's value, right, in that, in just unplugging and spending that time to work on your business, even if it's you know only as you're doing a meditation and a yoga class. Right. Well, and the process there might be every quarter. That's what I'm doing. That's a process. So where it's set, set it and forget it. Cause you've got that time blocked off every quarter. And maybe another part of that process is these are the five things I want to think about while I'm there or the five things I want to do. Maybe it's clear my head. Maybe it's, um, come up with three ideas. Maybe it's, um, read a, and, you know, read up on an industry trend or something like that. So you can always have a process, even if it's for creativity. I love that. All right. So delegating the very first thing, it seems like the the very first thing you need to do if you need to delegate anything is at least consider all the steps it takes to accomplish the outcome. At least consider those bullet points. Yes. Um, And another part about delegating, I will say too, so as you're thinking about all the steps to accomplish the outcome, um, another really helpful thing, and I hope I'm not getting too complicated here. So if I am, you know, just fast forward through this portion, but... um, we're, we're making the, we're making the list of all the major processes in the business. And so billing, for example, I'm just going to use it because it's a really easy example. So we think to ourselves, why do we have, why do we have this? Why do we have this process? What value is it bringing to our business? So when you answer that question, well, it's because it's revenue, Right. And so how we ask ourselves, how do we know it's working? What are the things we can tangibly or visibly see in the business so we know that process is working? Well, for billing, it's it's revenue, it's um our accounts receivable are very low, it's time to pay like is it time to pay 90 days or is it 30 days? So these are things you can measure. And when you start measuring those things, then that's when you can tell if something's a little off, I need to change something. And that's another part of delegating is if that person who's managing your billing is tracking these things, they're like, oops, our, um, our time to pay is, is like getting longer and longer. It's now 120 days instead of 90 days. What do I need to do to make sure we're getting those bills paid on time? And that's where we make changes in the process. And that's accountability and delegation. 
which are have got to become part of your tools, right? Like it can be really scary when you're not used to it or you've tried, which was my story. I tried to delegate for a long time, but I didn't have any process. And although I hired wonderful people who really wanted to be helpful, ultimately they can't be helpful if they don't have any idea what they're supposed to be going for, right? So um, start with something small maybe, or even more important, I think get those billing and collections processes all figured out. That's like, that seems like a critical thing and you can never, ever think about it again. Thank you. This was really helpful. I love this conversation. Casey, we like to end every episode with something we call design intervention. Just a great piece of business advice. Um, so the, there's a quote that I discovered um, a few years ago when I was kind of, um, I, my, I'm a mom, so I have three kids, and um, my third kid was heading off back to school, and I'm like, I don't, I don't even know who I am anymore. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. It's just all these questions. And I found this quote, and it said, um, awareness is the greatest agent of change. And I thought that applies to so many areas of personal life, business life. And the, and the idea that's helped me with this from a business perspective is if we don't have our eyes open and if we don't have our minds open to just objectively observing things, um, we're, everything's going to stay the same. And if it stays the same, sometimes that's that like we'll go downhill or we'll be stagnant. Whereas if we're open to considering, you know what, even though I've done it this way for 25 years, maybe it's not working anymore. And so we just have to be really open to the idea of different perspectives and different ways of doing things if we want to change. Oh, I like that. And I would add to that something that I say to myself sometimes. There is a solution. I don't know what it is, but there is a solution. You know, when you've just tried and tried things, you're aware that you need to change. You've tried something, it's not working. Okay, that didn't work, but there is a solution. I just don't know what it is yet. Love that. If you don't mind, I might borrow it sometime. Because <laughs> I really like <laughs> it's yours, Casey. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. It was it was so fun being here, and I hope there's at least one tidbit of something that your listeners can take away and um, implement and help them uh, change and improve and grow. Oh, absolutely, there is. Thanks for listening and supporting the BOD mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. If you're ready to implement an exact business model for running a streamlined, profitable business, field tested by thousands of design professionals around the world, head to businessofdesign.com and get started today. It's time to dramatically improve your business and transform your life.